0: Hello, fabulous friends, and welcome back to the Booked and Blessed podcast. I'm your host, Carissa, here to help you get booked and feel blessed. I have an addendum to last week's episode, as per usual. This is actually a headshot and resume hack that I hadn't even thought of before that I just learned about from my very good friend who is a sag after member, um, and that is the Screen Actors Union, for those of you who are not familiar. And I was going to print out my resume at his house and he goes, why don't you just get 8x10 photo paper and we will print your resume on that and then you can just staple that to the back of your headshot and you don't have to cut your resume and i was like i will be sharing this with the booked and blessed fam this week because why have i never thought of that before so that's what i will be doing i just ordered a pack of 8x10 photo paper on Amazon and it is on its way. I overnighted it because to not tomorrow wait tomorrow is my last day that I will be home before driving to an audition for a literal dream show of mine so wish me luck but this week I actually want to discuss my very recent experience at an audition in New York that I told you about last week and let you know what I learned, what I saw, what happened and how it can help you, (laughs) what I took from it and what I'm learning from it and hopefully that can translate and help you with your audition season as well. So let's get into it. Right off the bat, I went into this audition feeling pretty confident because we got appointments based on our self tapes that we sent in so that was the pre-screen process which we all know i love and i go in i speak with the monitor um there aren't that many people there which is rare so obviously it's not an open call and i'm used to open calls um so i sign in i get my little book together make sure i have my cut marked in the music um I'm chilling. I go check myself in the mirror, do a little warm-up in my vocal tube. On the whole way there on the subway, I was vocal tubing it up, and people in New York City were looking at me like it was the craziest thing they've ever seen, and I know for a fact that's not true, so. (laughs) But the two girls in front of me, I could hear them in the room, and neither of them got callbacks. I went in. Also keep in mind, I forgot to mention, they had us prepare two different songs for this audition, both of which were about three minutes long. And I was thinking to myself, there is no way they are going to make us sing these entire three minute cuts. They'll probably stop me after the first chorus or the first verse and chorus, but no, alas, they had me sing the full three minute song for both songs. Then after that, I walk out of the room, the monitor says they want you to come back in. I go back in the room and they ask me to sing one of the songs a second time, but closer to what is on the music, in the music. And that was so funny to me because the night before, a very good friend of mine who was just in an off-Broadway show that recently closed. We were hanging out and I said, hey, can you give me some notes for this audition tomorrow? Give me some choices. Give me some options. So we go through both songs and that specific song, he asked me, do they want you to sing it exactly like the artist? And I said, um, I'm not sure, but it is for a cruise ship opportunity, so probably. And he's like, well, let's let's play with some things. So we got some options, really good options, if I do say so myself. And then I go in, I execute them seamlessly. And what happens? But they ask me to sing what's in the music. Womp, womp, womp. Just goes to show you never know what they're looking for. But my friend made a very good point when I let him know that now they know I can do both, which is always good. So then they have me sing it again, the full three minutes again. Then they go do you have anything else and i said yes yes i do and then they had me sing a verse and a chorus from my own personal song and y'all already know that my personal song choice was an upbeat pop song of course because the two songs they had us prepare one was a pop ballad the other was a musical theater ballad and i needed something contrasting so what do i pull out How Will I Know by Whitney Houston. Yes, ma'am. So for the first two, even though there was a pop song, I still played the pop song in character. I analyzed the lyrics. I'm thinking, okay, what levels can I add to this? How can I be in the moment? Because no matter what song you're singing, you're still in a character, right? But then when my personal choice pop song, when it was time to shine, ladies and gentlemen, you know that I put on a show. I was looking those people at the table dead in the eyes. I was like, come on, come dance with me, you know? I wanna dance with somebody, but it's how will I know? (laughs) And that just goes along with what I was talking about for audition technique. It really depends on the song choice and what you're given. And if that material allows you to interact with an audience, because all of the things that I did felt right for each individual song and one thing I realized I forgot to mention in my audition prep and audition technique episode was before you sing when the pianist or the accompanist is about to start playing your music you're done saying your slate you're done introducing yourself you're going to put your head down, look at the floor, maybe close your eyes, get into that character, be ready to embody that character and feel the emotions and be in the moment and present. And then you are going to take as long as you need, take your moment and look up when you're ready and that's how they know that you're ready to start the song. That's a big one. That was something I learned in my audition techniques class in high school that I had no clue about before then, but it just makes sense. Anyway, moving on. And then finally, I leave the room. The monitor informs me that I have gotten a call back, and I was so excited. and to come back at two o'clock. At this point, it was about eleven fifty. Also, really quickly I just there was no particular role to dress for or like I said before if you are going for a specific character you can dress like them yada 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 so what I went for was just cool but well dressed so your girl was in a sage colored power suit with a black little bustier looking snatched with some gold necklaces some little earrings hair done makeup done with some platform doc martens okay and one thing that i noticed was most of the other people there for the audition were dressed entirely in black and people were complimenting me up and down left and right being like i love your outfit this and that and i'm just thinking when I go in for auditions, I always plan ahead. What am I going to wear that will make me stand out? Because I don't think I'd ever wear all black unless I was going for a a role that specifically called for that. But then I'd do something to spruce it up. Because when you wear all black, it's just like, what is there to really remember? You know what I mean? So that's one tip that I learned and one thing I thought of when I was there that I wanted to let you all in on. Dress like you already are a star whether or not you book or get a call back in the audition you're in you know who you are you are powerful you are a freaking super super superstar you don't need their validation period you know you're you're a queen king royal member of the family okay you're in the booked and blessed royal family period so i leave the audition oh also I was super nice to the monitor, as I said last week or the week before when we were talking about audition. Nope, two weeks ago. Super nice to the monitor, got his name. We had a little chat. I was so appreciative of him, made sure he knew that, and that came in so handy because he ended up being the one teaching us the dance or the movement combination later that day. So you really never know. Just be kind to everyone. Life lesson. (laughs) But... I had to leave because on the street that my car was parked in Brooklyn, where I will be living, they did street cleaning and you have to move your car from 4 to 7 and the callback said it would be from 2 to 4.30 and I had my keys on me so my roommate could not move my car. So I rushed back on the subway. It's about 45 minutes on a good day to get from Pearl Studios to where I'm, st- where I'm living and, <laughs> and I get there. I throw my keys to my roommate, I get changed into my movement clothes, I run out the door, I get back on the train, I'm gonna make it with about 10 minutes to spare, and then what happens? But a train delay, signal errors, and the express trains all turn into local trains. And then there's a pileup, so we're stuck in a literal standstill, and I'm in the subway car emailing them, telling them, hi, um, I might be a few minutes late, yada, yada. When we got to the standstill and we couldn't move, I was. I messaged him, I said, my GPS is telling me I'll be 30 minutes late. I'm so sorry and I'm here looking for lifts. Uh, they're $100 and they're gonna take longer than if I just stay on the train, but uh, it was just a disaster and I'm trying not to panic. So I get up to the, to the room where they're doing the movement call and I just bust in there. I leave my stuff in the hallway. I bust in. Don't put my Ladukas on or anything because uh, the monitor, who was the person teaching us the dance, made sure to let me know. It is a movement call, not a dance call. So, I'm like, okay, my sneakers should should be fine, and at this point, I'm wearing a black Lululemon shirt, so I did give in to the black we love a little bit, a little pop, and then my leggings are a dark purple color, like a wine color, and then my shoes are my little white and pink philas. So there's a little something there. It's not just all doom and gloom. So I roll up, (laughs) roll up, I run out of breath and I get in the room and uh, I'm there just in time to learn the last section of choreography, the literal last tiny little bit. And then they start going over it from the top and in sections and I was never actually taught what anything is. So I'm just going with the flow, watching everybody else, trying to pick everything up as I go. Keep in mind, I was 30 minutes late. (laughs) And I still went, I still showed up and that is the hardest part, just showing up. And so I think in a weird way, even though I felt kind of defeated at first, that coming in late might've actually been beneficial to me. And this is another moment where i say everything happens for a reason when unexpected stressors come into your life don't freak out which is much easier said than done because yeah it's never a fun time but i go in i learn basically the entire like combination just from watching other people and doing it from the top like a couple times And then they put us in lines and they have us do it. And obviously it was not perfect by any means, but they could tell, okay, well, if they're looking at the video, they can say, "Mm, she didn't get it perfect, but also she came in 30 minutes late. Meanwhile, there were people that were there for the entirety of the session who were still messing things up. So in a way that actually represented me in a really good light, because of course there were some mistakes, but she still picked up, 99, 98. I'll be, I'll be generous. Like 95% of the choreo (laughs) and just face, face, face. Like I said before, I was putting on the ritz out there. I will tell you what I was just having a good old time. I said, Oh, Oh, this combination is to my girl, (laughs) this song. And I'm just out there smiling, having a great time. We finish the dance call or the movement call, sorry. And they say, you have a nice little 10 minute break. And then you're going to come back in. We're going to do a vocal harmony workshop to see if you can harmonize, if you can pick up music and retain. So have a little break, go back in. And we are all, I'm making sure, like we are all hyping each other up because also I forgot to mention, there were only eight girls, including myself, who were called back for this opportunity which is insane. And then there were maybe two or three guys. So we only had one guy there to sing the tenor part and one of the people behind the table actually had to fill in for the male 2 track. And all the rest were just us women. So this tenor, I wish I had gotten his name. He was killing it because he had to sing that part. He was the only one. He had to sing out Louise. <laughs> he had to sing just as loud as everybody else so that his part could be heard and he was retaining he was learning it by himself killing the game absolutely killing the game sounded amazing and we were all hyping him up which i loved and one reason i love choir and choral singing is because it creates such a sense of community i don't know what it is about it but making music together just it connects people so quickly it's one of my favorite things it's magical so we all finish the the learning process we learned an entire song four-part song and then they're like okay bye guys and I was very confused because I thought they must certainly be having us go in groups of four and then they go oh wait we forgot we need to do it in small groups and they're recording us uh in in each group and then we leave and I talked to a couple of the other people there they were all super cool really nice kind people and they told us if you are progressing we will send you an email and ask for a virtual video interview with you and so I thought nothing of it I was like I did show up late so who knows what's going to happen but there were only three other girls gunning for the same role as me at this audition so I mean we have one out of four odds you know what I mean 25 percent chance so two days later I receive an email (laughs) and they want a video virtual interview and i started sobbing i'm going to be completely transparent with you because this was my first audition live audition in years and to be called back and in final consideration for something in the first audition in the city After moving there, I'm not completely moved in. I still got a couple things, like one more load of stuff. But for the first audition to be in final consideration, like that's what I needed. That was my sign from the universe saying, You are on the right path. This is what you need to be doing. So we complete the virtual interview, and it turns out that what they had advertised on the backstage casting call was not the only thing they were looking for. Instead of one specific show on the ship, it was another cruise ship, like I said they were going to, I I would be in six different shows, which is what I just did on the last ship. And for some context, when I left my last cruise ship contract, I understand we haven't spoke about them yet, but we will get to them. I told myself leaving that I want to get back to book musicals because I love them. I love telling stories. And that was my main reason for moving to the city. The universe actually kind of kicked my butt that's a whole funny other story into actually finally moving there but now i'm i'm going to be there and why would i not pursue the thing that i told myself i was going to do leaving the ship and just jump on the first offer that comes my way so when i learned that it wasn't what i thought it was going to be the pay great amazing much more than i was making on my last cruise ship contract But in my soul, I felt like I would not be growing and progressing and following my artistic desires and what I want to be doing. And I knew in my heart, also the start date for rehearsals was, uh, they said January 30th, which was less than a week or about a week. No, exactly a week from the time we had the video call. And there's no way logistically I could even do that. But in my heart and my soul, I said, absolutely not. And so I sent back an email, obviously being very kind, being very polite, and just saying, please keep me on your roster. Um, My availability is not immediate. immediate. (laughs) Logistically speaking, I cannot pack up and leave to go to rehearsals and then be gone for seven months. January 30th, that's just improbable, impossible for me, but please change my availability date to whatever month of the year because I want to be in New York for audition season and I want to see the offers that come along because most offers aren't going to even go out until the end of February when all of these theaters are done auditioning, at least all the ones that I sent self-tapes to, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, I am so happy that I am at a point in my life and in my career where I can base my next job and my next role off of how I feel and how it makes my soul feel and how fulfilled it's going to make me. And on whether or not it is going to be a step up, I just view contracts in a very different light now because I've had so many back-to-back-to-back, which is amazing and I love it. Um, I can't complain at all. But I have <laughs> I have a niece and nephew They are two and five, and I think when you have children in your life, it really makes you see how valuable and precious time is, and the fact that I've missed a lot of things, a lot of birthdays, a lot of holidays, a lot of everything, a lot of, you know, they're still growing up, and I want to be there for that, and it's made me value where I am putting my time and energy in terms of career things, because if I were to go off on another cruise for seven months, I'm missing their birthdays again. I'm missing all these holidays. I finally had holidays at home for the first time in three years this past Christmas and Thanksgiving. And it was just a reminder that I just feel so out of the loop because I just haven't been there. I've been absent. And I don't know. I I just think time is so precious. And if I'm not putting in the time and energy to things that are going to make me grow, I will stay stagnant and I will become complacent and that is the enemy of growth and I never want to do that. So, all of that to say, uh, I hope that wherever you are in your career, you are choosing, oh, sorry, real quick side note, they also did send me the official offer for that, obviously, and I was like, hmm, Thanks, but no thanks. um so I just hope that wherever you are in your career you can really evaluate and base your decision off of whether or not you're going to take a contract what on whether or not it's going to bring you joy and it's going to make you happy and you're going to feel fulfilled and that's just some mindset some fun performer mindset things for this week um going along with that I would love to share some of my favorite affirmations with you all. I don't know if you're into that, but I truly am and I really believe in that. I think it rewires your brain to believe that you are all of these things because so often we look in the mirror or we watch a self-tape back or whatever. And we are so self-critical. We are like, oh, I'm this, I'm that, I'm the third. And it's so easy to jump to all the negative things. So you need to combat that with affirmations that are absolutely accurate, but your brain doesn't want to think that because they're not wired that way. So we're going to rewire them. So some of my favorite affirmations for performers are are ones that resonate with me. Only take what resonates with you. If they don't, you don't have to use them. Totally fine. Uh, I've also heard that affirmations are more powerful if you say them out loud and with feeling or in a mirror and you're looking at yourself. So you can try these different tactics, uh, but it's not just a once and done thing. It's like, a recurring (laughs) it's a recurring habit if you just do it once it's probably not going to do too much it's not a bad thing but you need to be doing it consistently in order to see real results in your life so some of my favorites are i am worthy because you are and that's one thing that i just learned with this whole experience with the contract you are worthy you are worthy of what makes you happy period you have worth two i am talented obviously you are talented and you need to believe that in order to go into the room and share your talents with people who are going to see your talents and see that yes in fact you are talented whether or not they book you or not number three i am valuable sometimes at different companies as performers Our higher-ups can treat us as though we are replaceable and that we should just be grateful that we have the opportunity to perform on a stage at all. And I've come by that a couple times in my career so far. Even if, you know, you're burnt out, the show isn't good, um, not because of the people in it, just because of the writing or whatever, and everyone knows it and the morale is low, (laughs) The person who's telling you this obviously also knows that the show is not very good. That's why they're telling you, well, you know, when everything was taken away and we had no jobs, you should just be thankful you're even here. No, no, you need to know that you are valuable and you are providing that company with value. Your talents are valuable. Your energy is valuable. And if they can't see that, then you don't need to associate yourself with them. You need to... Work with people and work for a company that sees your value and pays you accordingly, period. Uh, And another one that I really love and I've been using a lot lately is I am resilient, especially during audition season. The no's can be hard sometimes. I'm not going to lie to you. But just remember, a no is just... I see it as... The universe or god or whatever you believe in guiding you to what is right for you because what is for you as i said before will not pass you by and that's really all i have for this week let me know if you want some more affirmations i have quite a few but i don't want to go through the entire list that's kind of boring um this not boring but that's just a lot for one episode um let me know how you felt about this little story time episode. Uh, As I said before, I have an audition this weekend that I am traveling for. And then I am still in the midst of a move from two states away (laughs) to New York. So that's been taking up a lot of my time and I did not want to come on here and throw together an episode on something that is very important and informative about the industry and miss a bunch of things. I want to be as thorough as possible. So to be completely transparent with you all, I this is what's happening in my life and these are things that I'm learning from. Oh, another another thing. Going off of the what to wear at auditions topic, people were also wearing black in the movement call. There was about nobody was wearing color. And I'm just thinking, especially in a movement call, black just, it makes you all blend in. You want something, even if you are wearing white and black or just black, put on a very like sparkly shoe, dance shoe or something because you want to stand out. You want them, you want to grab their attention. So that was another thing I found very interesting and I thought I would share with you all. Um, I'm probably missing a bunch of things that I thought of before this episode, but truly that's all i have for you right now please make sure to follow the podcast on instagram at booked and blessed pod or you can follow my personal instagram page ooh, vip at carissa hope and that is a k one r one P E on instagram or send me all of your questions all of your inquiries all of your burning desires <laughs> I'm here for it all. And you can do that on Instagram. You can do that on your streaming platforms, whatever you prefer. And if you wouldn't mind, I would really love if you could just give the pod a little rating, a little review. It helps me out. It also helps me to know what you're liking, what you're disliking, what I should do more of. And yeah, just know that you are worthy You are talented, you are valuable, and you are resilient. I will see you all next week. Let's get booked and blessed, y'all.